iTunes, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and everything else. This is Rob and Steve Riff on Horror. I'm Rob. I'm Steve. Welcome to the show. And we're coming back with another episode. I think this is episode four. Mm-hmm. And tonight we are going to be handling Scare Package on the Shutter app. It's a exclusive to Shutter. It's freaking hilarious. It is an anthology film mm-hmm. done by several different directors with a overarching story done by one director that takes care of that. So in essence, it's like seven or eight directors. But we're going to be watching live on the Shutter app, as I already said, and. Is there anything you want to add to this before we get going? When we previewed this earlier this week, I, I was not expecting what I saw. It, I found it very entertaining, and it was hilarious, and there were some definite um, zingers that you might catch when you're watching the movie. Uh, I'm not going to spoil them yet, but we'll uh, point them out as we walk along. Right. And I got a chance to talk to the director of the film, the whole overall film. And he was a pretty awesome guy. So, yeah. Needless to say, uh-oh. I gotta, considering we just got done watching it, I gotta let the credits play out. <laughs> so that way it can go back to the beginning. Man, we're like some ragtag, uh, fucking <laughs> horrible. Are we sure we know what we're doing? No, we have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> So, I have to actually rewind the film now. What is the irony here? Yep, back in the day, the old VHSs, you had to rewind them. Which is what this movie is about. So, everybody get ready because it is 3, 2, 1. Press play. And we're off. Shutter original film. Uh, ooh, I gotta put on the subtitles. <laughs> Paper Street Pictures. Okay. <laughs> the opening scene. The opening scene, yeah. We, we get a guy in a safety vest pulling out a <laughs> mysterious piece of paper. Right. And she's not sure exactly how to read. Because he does flip it over. Well, the cool thing about him is his job right here is to, as he is getting ready to do, flip a sign. When you first watched this, were you 100% aware of what he was doing and why? I was not aware of anything. I was like, okay, cool. So the movie opens with the killer flipping the sign. That, that was my initial thought. Right. Now... I got the chance to see this movie um, Monday, and like I said, I talked to the overarching director on Tuesday when he was doing his Q&A in the Shutter Horror Fans group, and then I watched it with Corey, then I watched it with you and Dwight, Mm -hmm. so this is actually my fourth time watching this movie in one week. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> is it safe to say you like the movie? I like the movie. So we got these stupid ass teenagers here that are wanting their weekend of debauchery, basically. 
No cell phones, no fucking Weekend rules. Anything. No rules, no clothes, no cell service. Right. Uh, they go into the divide here, and they're like, oh, my map says this, my map says that, and then they go... And they the, follow the botched sign. Right. No, actually, they go the opposite way of the botched sign. Meaning they're staying away from where the sign says the right. insane asylum is. Right. And we cut away to Safety Fist Boy and Neighbor Girl, I think, would be a good way to describe her. Yeah, for right now, sure. And and she's just practicing boxing, so he's got the fancy mitts on and whatnot. And he's complaining about his job. Where he's always setting things up for other people to do things. In horror movies. Right. <laughs> and that is what made me giddy with joy. The Emily, fact Emily can't watch. I saw, she said she thought she could watch, but she can't. So that's boo, because I asked her earlier this week if she was capable of seeing it. And she said, yeah, I can see it. The lies. The lies that come from the comment queen. How can she be the comment queen if she's not here? I know. What does that say about us? It's disappointing. What does that say about our show if our comment queen can't be here? That's sad. That's so sad. Anyway. <laughs> I like this little clip that's going on. He's, yeah. He's, he's, he's a real estate agent. and Well, they were going by <laughs> showing all the stuff that the people who write the mysterious letters have him do. And it is so friggin' absurd because at one point he's a shady real estate agent. He sets up relics and um, he's getting, he's talking about now cursing a doll. Mm -hmm. So basically you're following a lot of horror movie tropes in this. Because you've got the cursed doll, which is Annabelle. You've got the cursed house, which is the ring, the grudge, this, that. How many different uh, movies? Annabelle. Well not, well, not Annabelle, but that's the doll. Um, the Conjuring. Mm -hmm. Every friggin' thing you can think of. And then the satanic stuff in the house. I mean, you could say the Hereditary and all sorts of other movies that deal in that spectrum. Oh, yeah. So. There, there's, there's a never-ending cliche of never ending store sorry please no. you took me there that movie gives me non-flashbacks why because a train oh don't do that to me <laughs> oh no the 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 dog what was his the name the horse yeah the horse fuck that horse <laughs> <laughs> so now now a neighbor girl is complaining about how she always hits the left shoulder when yeah, she's shooting somebody, which is frigging great. Yeah, because she's right. All they do is hit the left shoulder, the left shoulder. No matter what they are in these movies, they hit the left shoulder. Like she can so, have them dead to rights, and she will always hit the yep. left shoulder. Yep. She's telling him, "Just keep the gloves up. Let me do my thing. You start fantasizing again, and I'm gonna punch you in the face." And lo and behold, he gets punched in the face. Because we cut away and now he has a black eye. And he's pulling out this piece of paper and it's telling him, cut the red wire. So he's staring at the electrical box, pulls out his pair of cutters, glances behind him to see two girls in a house. 
And you can see the distraught look on his face where he's he's seriously debating whether or not he wants, he wants to, to do this. this. Yeah. And he cuts the wire. He's like, no, I regret it. And then they're like, uh-huh. And tries to put it back together and fails. Yeah, but I love their response. This, this blows. blows. <laughs> We're babysitting. It's a Halloween. Right. Uh, yeah, that's that's great to me. Mm-hmm. And they happen to glance out the window and they see a shadow run by. Yep. And conveniently, there's two flashlights in the kitchen drawer. Yep. Which, that, something about that later, which is hilarious as well. Mm-hmm. They're like, what was it? What's going on? And poof! Jump scare! Because... There's Mike. Yep. There's Mike. Because now he's trying to tell them that he's a neighbor, and he wants to see if their power's out. Uh... And he's he's trying to talk them into letting him in. His intention is to protect them from the horror movie. Right. I say that's his intention. Because all around, Mike's actually a good dude. In general, yeah. You know, he just gets paid to do a shitty job. Like most of us. Right. Most of us get paid to do things that we don't like to do all the time. But I think he has it on a whole different level where... He, he gets paid to set people up to die. Yeah. That's 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 a whole different level of bad. And now they're talking about being babysitters, and he's like, ha ha ha, babysitters, yeah, classic. But yeah, think about that. What if that was your job in real life, was to just set people up to die? Like, you're literally not death, but you're death's right-hand man. Basically, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I... Uh, I don't know. I would have all kinds of guilty conscience like, over that. If you were a human and that was your task. Now, if you were, you know, like a dead being and that was your task, you wouldn't have a guilty conscience or anything. Well, yeah, guilty conscience is a purely human trait. Right. He's still trying to convince them to let him in the house, though. He's like, um, he's like, what if somebody shows up and you need a guy to go, like, ah, oh. <laughs> and it, the best part is, is everything he's describing is horror movies. And. It's himself right now. <laughs> what if there's a crazy guy? What if you're the crazy guy? <laughs> Look in his pocket. He has the clippers. He cut right. the wire. <sighs> Sorry, I needed beverage. And now they formulated a plan for this poor sod. Um, and they let him in the house, and he's all excited because he gets to go in. <laughs> and so this wonderfully decorated Halloween house. I, yeah. I, I gotta say, they, they did some top-notch stuff decorating the house for Halloween. Right. So now, girl number one, the babysitter, is looking at him in the back, and he's describing that he's. Mike, the concerned the neighbor. Concerned neighbor. And, you know, now they're going into a thing with, uh, she's telling him to help her out. Look, you know, find some candles. Oh, yeah, conveniently, they're right there. 
It's nice to have an arc. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all he wants. He wants to have an arc. She steals the clippers out of his pocket, and he's like, Wait, 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 I can explain. And he goes through the last scene that we were talking about with him holding the boxing gloves. So, like, what would you do if you were in this position? Standing there holding a pair of clippers to somebody that's literally doing a fourth wall break? In my reality? A fourth wall break in reality? That, that That's not like I was going to murder you. You're going to murder us? <laughs> no, I said I wasn't. Yeah, he did. He gets stabbed in the right hand. Yeah, he gets stabbed in the right hand, and there's blood coming down onto his left hand. And he pulls up a candy jar and dumps candy all over the floor. And there's the blood that was coming down to his left hand. She slips on the candy and proceeds to stab herself. <laughs> you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> Eerie music playing. And then he goes over to this now dead babysitter. Um, you know, when Corey saw this, he gagged. Because he don't like... Yeah, neck. and it, conveniently it is, like, right in the center of her neck. Yeah. But could you just imagine fucking, like, slipping on candy and dying like that? I, I don't know. Because she's not, <laughs> she's not completely dead yet, considering he just moved the clippers and it squirted extra blood. And he's just, like, trying to move the clippers, and there's this... When you're watching it, there's it's like they're squishing hamburger meat. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty damn great. And he gets the clippers out, and then they conveniently go into babysitter number two. Right into her chest. Right above the titty. <laughs> you, I stabbed her? No. <laughs> Sorry, but no, I didn't stab her, I swear. She goes to pull it out. He's like, I wouldn't do that. And now quickly looks around. Mask. And the the comical fucking blood splatter. Yeah, it's <laughs> and her best face. Part of it. And he picks up the knife and he's like, Huh? She was gonna kill me too. I can't believe this. And hey, when you he believe... Gets shot in the left shoulder. shot in the left shoulder, yep. And lo and behold, it's his boxing partner. The neighbor next door. Because she's a character in horror movies. She's the local cop that comes in to save the day. Yep. And if you guys hadn't noticed, um, it's going to be made very clear in a couple seconds. But there's something that happened in the background. I'm not going to give it away. Unless you caught it. No, I don't think I caught it. You really didn't? But you've watched this four times. It ha I saw it the first time I watched it. It happened the moment she opened the fucking door. Oh, the fact that the sun came up? Ow! I said we weren't going to fucking Ow! spoil it. You... Ow! Bitch! He's throwing M&Ms at me. Peanut M&Ms. I caught two of them. Yeah. They're green. They match my drink. Put one in. Nah. I'm crazy. Not that crazy. Now we're talking about how his name is Michael Myers. 
And then she's she's got to put him in handcuffs anyway. Well, here's the thing. This part is messed up. Because they were babysitting on Halloween. Mm-hmm. And, as you said, daylight happened, so that means it's the next day. Mm-hmm. So that means it's November 1st. And she said, I have to arrest my friend on Halloween. Classic. So, it's the next day. Now Mike thinks he's never going to get a job again with his paper and He thinks he's going to get fired. Right. And they're like, oh, they always make sequels off these things. I can be bad guy, you know. And now they explain about the sun. Looking at you, Steve. Hey, I was only a couple. The times reason ahead. why horror movies end in daylight is to give hope, which is why I found. Um, what the hell is that movie that we just watched last week? Oh, Midsummer. Midsummer. Why I found Midsummer to be disturbing as hell. Because it was all daylight. Yeah, and then we got Mike in a convertible with this other guy. Rad Chad. <laughs> and he's describing all sorts of different things to him. No. He's describing Cold Open. Which Cold, was yeah, the movie Cold that Open, we just right. saw. That was the first movie. And, um... You know, Rad Chad's like, oh, I don't think you got it. <laughs> I like how he's like, this is my stop. And there's nothing there. It's just a gate in front of a That says a danger. Drive. Yeah. And Rad Chad puts his uh, convertibles top up. He conveniently has the same color scheme as Freddy. Yep. I pointed that out to you. Because he didn't get it. No, I got it. I just didn't say anything. That's how come when I asked you... What is that? And you looked at me and said, It's Freddy. No, I said it's Freddy. Dwight, memory recollection? Is that how it went down? Yeah. Uh-huh, thank Who's you. Whose side are you on? Mine, especially when it's the truth. I don't like either of you anymore. There's Joe Bob Briggs. I am not a fan of Joe Bob. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, I saw uh, Norm MacDonald first. And I always considered him a second-rate Norm MacDonald after that. Although, he's got his fans. There's the scare package. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got his fans. You know, he's got uh, the horror movie thing that's normally every Friday. But luckily, the season finale was last week. And they didn't have anything here. Now, um... We have Sam, the horror movie nerd that wants a job at the movie store. He's literally boasting, I have an encyclopedic knowledge of movies. And Rad Chad just does not want to hire the guy wearing a shirt. Want a taco about Jesus? <laughs> Let us pray. Uh-oh. Is Chad going to go into a flashback? No. No, not yet. Okay. I'll be here until your mom picks you up. (laughs) (laughs) And Rad Chad trying to just rewind movies. Here's a random noise. Looks up. Suspenseful mystical music. Mm -hmm. Surprise, small Asian dude. Holds up the help wanted sign. 
Now he's asking him all the questions that are actually standard on an application. <laughs> mm -hmm. Answering them all very quickly. Something just fell behind us, and I don't know how comfortable that makes me feel. I don't think anything fell behind us. I think it was my leg sticking to the chair. Yeah, wow. Okay. Um, I talked to Han, too. Did you? Mm-hmm. Very briefly. Nice. Very nice guy, too. He went to go for the high five, so of course they had to make the joke because he's a small Asian guy. Then they do a low five. But it ends up turning into a handshake. And Sam's just being a creep behind cam the counters and shit. Yeah, just staring at them. Like a creep. Sam brings a movie up, and he's like, Oh, this one again? It was a good movie. I liked it. It was bloody fucking hilarious. There you go. That's the line. Are you British? <laughs> he goes to begin to describe the movie. Sorry, I can't read and commentate. It's difficult. Man, you need to speed up. I know. And he's got the goo on the bottom of his shoe, and he thinks it's bug guts. And But clearly it's not bug guts. Looks, It actually kind of reminds me of a combination of gack and slime. I would say that would be great. Like, very accurate. Mm. And I believe that these are the four people that were in the... In the Bronco from earlier? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could go with that. Because we never see a vehicle from them. But we do have this random guy with a shredded shirt come running. <laughs> you need to lock me up or something because I'm going to change. And her with her prolonged oh, slurping. The obligatory, I'm finishing my drink while you try and describe your issue. That dude looks like he was, um, the friggin' goalie from the Mighty Ducks. Goldberg! Goldberg. <laughs> that shit had me dying when he was like, y'all talking about fucking? <laughs> Sorry, what I, was that? I have hiccups, leave me alone. Now they're literally beating him with twigs. And he's like, that's not going to work. You need silver. Nice practical effect of skin ripping off his arm. And, you know, cue the blood cannons. The earrings were gold. The watch is fake. Two turns of the boyfriend. And Goldberg's like, ha ha, guy said it was real. <laughs> And said it was real nice. When they're screaming about being a cheapskate. <laughs> and dudes transforming. And, and all of a sudden handcuffs get put out of nowhere. And they're silver. And he says, I like fancy things. <laughs> nice, dude. <laughs> and I, I and love... an amorphous blob. Yep. Literally looks like a torso from the ribcage up. With mm -hmm. the skin melting off his skull, because we can see his jawbone and teeth. <laughs> oh, he's kinky. <laughs> they were meant for her, but... Not the way you're thinking. Right. And he puts on a creepy mask. He's super kinky. 
It's backwoods slasher. Is Something that like what it was? Yeah. It's a dude right in the fucking cock with an axe. Yeah, it literally, and he just lobs it like yeah. random dude too. Somebody was just biking. And um, you're deceptively strong. Travis is real strong, and now he's shitting, and his intestines are coming out and blood through one pant leg. Yeah. Is was was the trope squeezing the life out of you? Mm. And they go and they hide behind the embankment. I need to go for help. You need to stay here. Yes, I love you. You're my best friend. It's still the I need to go for help and you need to mm-hmm. stay here. <laughs> but she stands up, turns around, and is now impaled through her cheek by a stick. Mm-hmm. Wait, let me throw this rock at you. I don't know why her head exploded. But I thought it was funny. I fucks with it. He literally lo- lobbed a rock the size of a softball at the back of her it head. bigger than a damn softball. Yeah. I think you don't He's realize still... how big softballs are. He still... I do. I do. Kill me. <laughs> do something. My eyes are gonna fall out. Tense electronic music. She goes and hides behind a tree. Which is not really big big enough to hide her. Which is the hilarious part. And she's looking around everywhere trying to figure out where he is. Hey, Hey, it's a random hunter. He's hunting a guy that changes, conveniently enough. Maybe you've seen him? He changes into something. And you're dead. Not yet, though. I'm gonna rip your leg off and beat you with it. Oh, you're beating me with my own leg. No, he's beating me with both my legs. <laughs> I just signed up for a marathon, too. I'll never be able to enjoy my butterfly ankle tattoo again. No, he just he won't be able to enjoy it now. She runs back to the campsite, and Melty Boy has uh, melted even further. Mm-hmm. Now he's just a skull and a moving hand. With a communion bone sticking up. I think is a nice touch. Mm-hmm. And he's asking her to help him. And she's like, I don't want to touch you. The killer then slips on the goo, lands face first into the axe that was in the dude's dick. And now he's dead on top of the dude that was already dead who had the axe thrown in his dick. And now the goo monster is trying to get her to get the goo together, to get his body together. And consolidate the goo back into a pile. Because he doesn't know what's going to happen. It was his first time doing it. That looks like a little tiny hand coming out. Yeah. Like a Deadpool hand. Oh, shit, it does. It looks like a Deadpool hand just going, huh? I'm going to serve you up on a small platter. That might be his right arm. And bite. I thought I could control it. I can't control it. Now we know. Now we know. But she is immediately beginning to change as well. My apologies for what's going to happen here. You're going to look disgusting. <laughs> and she's going through the changing process a little bit faster than he did. She's got the skin melting look. and Oh no, she slipped forward into the other half of the handcuffs. So now she's a half a torso stuck in the same goo pile as him. Now they're arguing about their goo. 
whose goo is whose, and don't mix the goos. Right. Cut away to a wonderful field and people shouting. What's well, them shouting? <laughs> you see. You see Sam drenching himself with bottles. I'm melting, I'm melting, I'm not melting, I'm turning. That's a dollar forty-nine for the soda you just wasted on yourself. I don't know why you would pour stuff like that on yourself. I wouldn't. Then you're all sticky. Exactly. I mean, he's going to be there all day. Always be playing video cassettes, the ABCs. Always play cassettes. No, always be playing cassettes. Yeah. So you're like a video DJ. And you see that door over there? Never go into that door. Now he's getting in his face. No circumstances. Never do it. Stay out. You're doing great, ma'am. No, you're not. My little Pikachu. That part. <laughs> My little Pikachu. And then... Sam quietly turns the TV off. Ha! Ah, ABC! And then, conveniently, Chad walks out and he goes, Come on, man, we just talked Sam's about face. this. Sam's face? What about it? Psychopath. Yeah. So a VCR that supposedly already had a movie in it and was playing, he just fully inserted another video into it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and magically the TV starts working again. Even though nobody turned it on. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, we looked over and we're looking at the manager dozing slightly. Yeah. And now we're back. Now we're into the next film and they're in a bar setting that looks like, uh, would you guys say True Blood? Yeah, it reminded us of True Blood because they got the bartender being a little. Ah, don't spoil it. No, oh, look, he's leaning in. Yeah, I know, but That's I'm That's all I was going to say. Uh huh. Yeah, spoiled the first one. I ain't spoiling the rest of them. Yeah, cuck. You nut. You flubbergast. Listen here, you red-headed stepchild. I'll eat it. <laughs> and now we're talking about home is where the heart is and blood is thicker than water. And He's just quoting different random things and it's great. Like, they have one thing that links from one to the next, but it's just, it was awkward. Pulls up a Bloody Mary, drops the celery... Smells it. Assumably, he's going to drink it, but... We never see him again, so we don't know. Yep. Now we're in the bathroom. And he's reading all the uh, signs on the wall. Ha, teacher improv. I just saw a logo I didn't catch the first time. Mm. Now he focuses on this thing that just says, Be a man! Men in serious turmoil, turmoil, establishing rights. And the wife 
is um, berating him in a voiceover, like in a memory, saying that she's doing all the sacrificing, he needs to pull his weight, um, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. Cut away to... Oh, what would you say? This is, looks like an AA it's meeting. It's like the back of a bar, actually, it looks like. Yeah, but it's set up like an AA meeting. You got one guy standing talking to everybody, and they're all just in a circle around him. Right. And he's preaching about, um, you gotta stand up for our rights again. We gotta... We gotta take back our manhood. We gotta stop cowering. They're trying to domesticate us. We roll over and we beg because society says we should be softer and gentler. Basically, uh, he's trying to say that they're cucks now. And, um, I mean, effectively. <laughs> You're not wrong on that one. And now leader boy hasn't noticed uh, our guy from the bar standing quietly in the background. And now these fucking dudes are complaining about something. Stupid shit. If Billy Joel can do this while drunk, I can do my taxes. I downloaded that pick of the babysitter for you. Luckily, I don't have that problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'd park like that on purpose. It's a power move. Obviously, explaining people that take two fucking spots. It's not a power move. No, Being it's... Being a dickhead. The inability to... These guys know. are all whining little bitches. Basically. I don't live with my mom. My mom lives with me. I don't even know what they did to my foreskin. You know, could have joined this man. Looks like there's a whole bunch of bleach down there. Bottom, like yeah. middle bottom. I see, but I, they don't look or like bleach to me. They just look like solution. cleaning products. There's a bathroom right there. I wonder if they're hiding in, like, the back of a janitor's closet. That would be one hell of a big janitor's closet. Yeah. Well, there's, like, little snacks and boxes. And these two guys are talking about some bro meeting that they're going to have later in a football field, and they're going to play a game. Right. And there's some Tide Pods. Oh, he's got a snack for later, then. He's not a Zennial. Oh, I'm sorry. He's clearly a millennial. Clearly. He packs a duffel bag, and now we see him... At the game, at the football field. Yep. And they're all throwing the football around, having fun, getting warmed up, getting ready for their game. Yep. I like that Leader Boy now is... Um, like a coach? And he's wearing like an Archie jacket type shit. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Uh, Tonight, we reclaim our spot as the Alpha by bringing out the Omega. Tonight, so we want... Lights out, because he snapped his fingers. And wolves howl. And 
now we start seeing that all of these guys are slowly turning into werewolves. This is actually like one of my least favorite werewolf changing scenes ever. Because nobody fully turns. Right. Except for him. He he's the closest one. The right. the skinny little And his little Leader Boy looks like Sabretooth from X Men. Yeah. And he says he already's got his own pack and he shotguns Leader Boy, then the what punk music's song. playing and now he's just, you know, taking people out with football stands and uh, axes and he's gonna chop their head off. Yoink. One clean hit, the head rolls. Which definitely won't happen in real life. No. And this one gets Silver wrapped chocolate. Right. Shoves the entire bar of chocolate. Should technically be aluminum. Uh, it it's just foil. I don't I don't think it's either. And the one that actually turned the most into a werewolf just turned into a bitch and ran away. What a little bitch! I don't even know why he let him run. Yeah, he should have just you know like he killed all the rest of them. That's a that's a nice noise too. Another hamburger Mm -hmm. uh, syrup. Sticks his hand into the, the gut shot leader to get his ring back. Yeah. Because it's a good old silver ring. Mm-hmm. And now we see a party with his wife, and he comes in with his duffel bag. Going, honey, I'm home. She comes running right over. Going, you almost didn't make it. Yeah, but I found all this. Look, werewolf pelt. Fully changed werewolf pelt. Complete fur skins. Not the, you know, barely half-mutated people that he killed. And they're now putting on cloaks, black cloaks, and I'll never understand the pizza <laughs> and, like, sprite correlation between Satanism. Because it turns out, as we just saw with the candles, that the pact that he is with is satanic. Mm-hmm. And the wife was doing all, all the, the sacrificing. sacrificing. And he had to pull his weight. And the end of it gets... A nice close-up of a live, laugh, love slime, and that's kind of the icing on the cake. But the uh, the fur pelt they used in that scene, apparently Rad Chad has, and he just plopped it down in front of Han. From a werewolf movie. Anywho, gotta go do some work, and he just leaves. Heads right to the mysterious do not enter room, but oh. turns into the stacks. You good? Oh, okay. he's he's reading the comments. The phone's on the floor. Oh, okay. This is one of my favorite parts of the fucking film. Do you know what they call a Goldie Han in the fetish community? It's when you find a gentleman by the name of Han and you're an on him. I'm not going to do that to you, Han, because I don't have that fetish. <laughs> Besides, I don't even know if your real name is Han. 
Oh my. I am using my real name. I mean, what? No, shut up. <laughs> and now Han looks over and sees a fucking floating red balloon by a sign that says evil clowns. It's like the cliche, it's the it balloon. Right. And they, you know. And he slowly pulls the fucking balloon. <laughs> Can't tell you that. <laughs> Can't tell you what it's for. Don't look at me. It's G14 classified information. You just quietly sidestep out off the screen. He calls Chad a weirdo. He says he's got a balloon fetish. Ah! Why? Trying to wake up our community manager. He's, he's dozing off again. Yeah. Postmodern feminist slasher revenge body horror. <laughs> right. <laughs> and there's only one movie. Girls, Girls Night, Night Out of, of Body. body. Stop it. No. Yeah. <laughs> Pinch pokey on me a coke. <laughs> Never gonna catch me. Uh, this one's kind of a little slow. A little? And it doesn't really go anywhere great. I like it. It's not my least favorite. But My least favorite's coming up. Yeah. It's always a chore for me to get through the one, no matter how many times I've seen the film. I honestly think that the movie would be better if this one was taken out. Yeah. But You'll point it out when we get to it. Yeah. But. but they yeah. open up in a little bodega in this one. Obviously, as we said, it's just girls' night out. And for some reason, there's this fucking lolly, skull pink lollipop sitting there. It just says not for sale. Yeah. Out in the open. On display. Mm hmm. So, of course, the Asian girl takes it. Yep. And they have a couple bottle of wines. Zazzy Beats sitting in the car. It's not really Zazzy Beats, but she reminds me of Zazzy Beats. So we'll call her Zazzy. We'll call her Zazzy. They're sitting in the car. They're just like, you know, you, are we ready to do this or not? Kind of conversation. Mm hmm. And they pull away from the bodega. And this other car that the camera is in is 100% following them, not covertly whatsoever. And as Dwight said, though, the music for this one's really good. Yeah. That's the one thing I will definitely give this one. The music is really good. I like it. The music that's playing right now is fantastic. Yeah. And they pull up to... This little motel, motel thing. Yep. The three girls got one room together. You got Victoria Justice, Zazzy Beats, and um. What, what should we call the other one? I don't know what to call the Asian one, but the the brunette looks a little bit like Victoria Justice. That one looks like Zazzy Beats, and I... Asian flavor. I don't no. know. Uh, Lucy Liu. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't think of anything. Not at either. all, really, because Lucy Liu's hot as hell. Yeah. Um, dude still continues to look at them through the window. Nobody's noticing. Because they're more worried about trying to get, you know, fucked Wasted up and enjoy. And enjoy their night because <laughs> they haven't seen each other in a while. And, uh, 
nobody knew if Victoria Justice was going to make it. Um, now they're too cool for each other. Well, it's really funny to me. Like, I, I've, I've heard of, like, guys or girls taking nights out and going and renting motels or doing this or doing that. Right. But I've never actually, like, seen it portrayed in any fashion. Like, unless it's a bachelor party or something of that nature. Like, this right here is, like, the classic teen sleepover. Yeah, but in a motel. Yeah, in a motel. And they're adults. Exactly. Right, and now she licks this lollipop that just came out of the Asian girl's purse. Just licks it. Now the Asian girl licks it. Uh, random licking this lollipop that wasn't fucking sealed. It was just on display in this little bodega that clearly said, do not... You know, it's not for sale. You're just going to stick anything in your mouth, and that's why these bitches is tripping nowadays. 2020, these hoes are tripping because they just put anything in their mouth, and that's it. Don't even care. Don't even inspect it. They don't even ask for a test. They just put shit in their mouth and hope for the best. <laughs> oh, my God. I... I got nothing to add to that one because he said it all. And now Victoria Justice doesn't feel good, and they put a warm towel on her face, and they're gonna um, search through the bag for painkillers pain or something. Now, mind you, this is the shit that I hate in horror movies. Victoria Justice and Lucy Liu licked it right after each other, so there's no sign of. Lucy Lou having any issues here. But Victoria Justice is all like, Mom, I feel like I'm dying. And you don't hear from her. She's, she's clearly on... breathing because her heart beats in her throat. But she's laying on there as if she's either unconscious or, or dead. dead. Right. And they're asking her if she's okay. And they're calling her name. And, uh, you know. And you, you've got. Zazie walks over to her. Slowly, cautiously. Her heart beating in her neck is eerie. And she sits up super quick with the... I think I'm good now. And she changed. And she still has nothing. She's wonderful got... makeup of the that, skull on her That face. is good. That's dope. That makeup is dope. Now she changes. Yep, but she didn't have any of the effects. And just changes instantly. Right. I don't get it. And Zazie's trying to be like, don't worry, we can fix this. I got it, I got it, I got it. But I do like the makeup here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I don't like the rushed focus. Yeah. It... What do they call it? Portrait mode where only the person in yeah. the camera is uh, in focus. Everything else is slightly blurry. Yeah. Or the bokeh effect. If you're an iPhone user. But yeah. yeah. And this part went on longer than it should have, too. Yeah, the, they, they called the bodega. And a little Asian woman is laughing. Yeah, because the slow, they took creepy the, laugh. They took the, 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 the pudding pop mole. And now Zazie, for some reason, just like... It's like she's staring at it and gets hypnotized. Right. Because she now she leaves the bed, the and her eyes have not left the lollipop. She's going over reason. to it, 
and she's about to lick it, and we're getting flashes of the creeper, guy that's outside. Yeah, creeper dude trying to jimmy the lock with now, a knife. She just is. She is going to lick it, carpet side. That part was on the fucking carpet. Yep. You don't know when the last time is these motherfuckers vacuumed that shit for real. It's these, a motel. You think they vacuumed? These hoes put anything in their mouths. Anything. It's it literally like shag carpet, too. And this dude, I don't know if he's got, like, skin on his face or, like, a wrap over his face or... Or a bag or anything. Or what, but we didn't get to see good enough of him. And now they're partying with another dope track behind them. Uh, they ripped the dude in pieces. Well, not in pieces, but they slashed him open. And I mean, this is the only indication you see anything. It looks like a sweater pulled over his head, but even that is... It's not a good... Uh, that's the only downside to this one is they don't give a good depiction of. It looks like he's got a sack over his head or something. Like I don't know. Like the scarecrow from the Dark Knight. Yeah, kinda. There yeah. doesn't look to be anything weird about him. He's got hair on his arms, and now they're flailing around the bed. And we go back to Chad beating up Han with a fucking pillow while he tries to deal with a couple of customers. And Sam's being a creeper in the background constantly. You can see the look on Han's face. He's completely frustrated with it. Actually, I think he's just trying to focus. Running the gambit of, you know, oh, hey, do this, now do this, now do this. Now they want him to clean the fucking piranha tank. And the piranha, that one piranha wasn't even real. It was just kind of hopping yeah. along on a stick. But I, I just caught that there was a videotape with the word piranha on it. Right, yeah. I didn't catch that the first time. Well, there's a movie called Piranha, and mm -hmm. as he said, it was a failed promotion. Right. Sam is creeping into the bathroom. And still complaining about the job that Han now has. You hear a honking in the background, and Sam's like, Well, oh, that's my mom. You know, so you're, you're off the hook for right now, but I'll be back. I'll be back real soon. And Chaz is like, yeah, he'll be back. He's always back. He never leaves. He always comes back. He says something offhand, and Sam's like, that's the best compliment anyone's ever given me. And then the honking intensifies. Well, he talks about the, the the killer that keeps coming back. Yeah. Which leads into the next one. All right, so we've got two teens making out on a bed, completely covered in blankets, so you can't see anything. Creepy angle from outside, or from inside the closet looking out. And the killer smashes through the window. They're all hitting him with taser sticks. Trying to knock him out, and she finally tases him to the him fucking head to the temple. She looks like Ronda Rousey, a little bit, yeah. <clears throat> sorry, you're not sorry. No, I was just being polite. You're not even being polite. Neither are you. You're stuck in your phone trying to watch a movie. No, I'm not stuck in my phone. I'm actually looking for something. Uh -oh. Weeb. Looking for something again. 
And this is actually my second favorite one. They've got the killer strapped to a table. She gets and on top of him, straddling him, calls for a knife, hands it to her in the worst way possible, and then proceeds to stab him. Stab the killer. And he dies. For the moment. He's alive, so thus begins the massive stabbing section like in Psycho. Stab him through the heart! Now has the knife completely buried into his chest. <laughs> that dude looks like fucking, um, Fred from Scooby-Doo. Oh, God! With his neckerchief. It's an ascot. It's an ascot. <laughs> Ronda Rousey and her boyfriend are... Boyfriend's trying to get laid, and she's like, no, but he can still come back. Skeet Ulrich with a pencil mustache. The main killer from Street. Yeah, and he's shaking his arms like, look, he's dead. And then we see the fingers start moving. And um, the dude with the... Uh... Ask. Oh, that was great. Yeah, it, Killer picks the knife out of his chest, stabs it right in the back of his head. Right through the base of the skull. Mm -hmm. And the, the blood spew the, was, was beautiful on that. Now the killer's trying to reach for the pre-med guy and all that. And she's got a list of things that she's trying to, excuse me, trying to do to him. And first was stab through the heart. Now it's batteries. <laughs> Wait, why are the jumper cables on the nipples? Is this a porn? <laughs> now they move it up to his neck. And she connects the battery and begins to electrocute him. Come on, say it. That's not how that works. In reality, that's not how that works. Nope. Go ahead. Explain why. There's no conductor. That's it. Okay. <laughs> no, because 12 volts DC out of a car battery is not going to kill you. He's pre-med. Yeah, so he pulls a stethoscope out of his butt and puts it in his ears. He's using it to listen to the dude's heart. Cut away to a really cool effect, and we see his heart... One heartbeat. With an electrical jolt that then travels up the stethoscope and makes his head explode. And his girlfriend's like, yeah! In the worst scream ever. Because she just lost her boyfriend that was pre-med. Now they're taking his fucking mouth and opening it with a crowbar. And, and shoving these giant fireworks down his throat. And it's funny because when you actually get to see the killer, you're sitting there looking at him like, how the fuck did they even do that? We're not going to spoil, but... yeah. But I, I agree. How the how the say hell did they hi to do the it? founding fathers, asshole. <laughs> then they light the fuse, and they all take a few steps back. Happy Fourth of July, fucker. Then he does his little laugh, and now there's <laughs> fireworks all over. 
And the fireworks are coming out of his stomach. He looks like he's getting ripped apart by a fucking machine gun or something like that. And his fucking legs will... Yep. They just slide ever so casually off the fucking chair. (laughs) (laughs) Now Ronda Rousey's saying, you know, I'm sorry about your boyfriend. And we're going out for a week anyway. (laughs) It was free, man. Yep. Now Pete Wentz over here. Pete Wentz. <laughs> <laughs> Fred Wentz. There you go. It's Fred Wentz. I like that. <laughs> now they're now now he thinks he's having a moment with Rousey. Well, he, he's trying to make it a moment. Oh yeah. Oh, trying yeah. very very hard to make it a moment. And she's like, oh no, I should probably just stay single. It's working for you. Burn. Right. And pre-med's girlfriend picks up the legs with surprisingly little effort yeah. before they put her into a scissor lock. You would think that those legs would at least be almost 100 pounds, maybe 75, because yeah. she's just like, what are you doing and Picks them up like they're made of styrofoam. Right. When he goes and hangs the fucking intestines, and he, yeah, he, he's trying to pull the legs off. But they've got her in a scissor lock, and, <laughs> and, and he's hanging her. Ever so slowly. <laughs> he's like, fuck. And he's mad. How are you going to be mad because you literally just killed somebody with intestines? Yep. Like, eh. Like, you just unintentionally lynched this poor girl. You really care about ends up dead, but you care about me? Of course I do. It's the, uh... Sorry, it's the awkward confessional. And poor Fred here, he's trying desperately to get out of the friend zone. Oh, yeah. Desperately. Very desperately. Kind of like you on a couple of occasions with girls. We're not going to talk about that. All right, so let's keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Now she grabs a double barrel. That's been just sitting there the whole fucking time. Loaded. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's saying, you know, take his mask off. I want to see who this asshole is. And it's a kind of handsome guy. He reminds me of Jesse from Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Reminds me a little bit of... Mm, can't place it. I recognize it, but I can't place it. But he suddenly reaches the one arm out and starts choking Fred. While still doing that creepy laugh that he does. Yeah. It doesn't look like it is a natural human laugh. No, because it's it's a laugh that's almost at a whisper level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pete Pete is like, I hate you. And he breaks his neck and drops him. Right. And still doing the laughter. And now she decides to pull the trigger. And that's an absurd amount of blood. For splashback? For splashback for what's going to happen next. This bitch in the middle of the fucking night calls to rent a damn wood chipper so now we see her 
putting his body into the wood chipper, and you see the side of his face. And that's all that's exploded. Right, that's all that exploded, and that was a lot of blood for that side of the face. Like, it, it's literally... And now he's like, Daisy, I'm your brother! And he dies. Because he's just been put through a fucking wood chipper. Yeah, but all it looked like all she shotgunned off was the side of his ear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, from from the eye back on one side. And now she's got this shocked look on her face like it's done. Oh, man. And now she just walks over to the fireworks laughing, you know, with blood all over her body and yada, yada, yada. Kicked onto her face, stained all her clothes. Just trying to quietly enjoy the fireworks. Or go crazy. Yeah. And now the hand comes up and reforms. Out of the puddle of blood. He's not dead. Uh, still. Right. Cut back to the movie shop. And Chad asks Han, are you still mad at me? Han holds up a bandaged hand. Poorly bandaged, I should say. Indicating he tried to clean the piranha tank and failed. Chad quickly runs off to the bathroom, but reminds Han not to go into that room. Again. And shouts from inside the bathroom, what, make me coffee? Yeah. So he's, he's in this break room, making a pot of coffee, he turns off a light switch... Which turns on a black light and sees all sorts of different notes written in, quote-unquote, invisible ink mm-hmm. across the room. Where you see that Chad has been searching for his dad. And now there's a little video cassette that says, eat me, or, um, watch me. <laughs> this is eat me. Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> no, it says, watch me, like Saul. Mm-hmm. And this is the one that I don't like. Oh, this is. Yeah, this is my least favorite one. Yeah, I'm not a I, fan of it. I, I believe it doesn't belong. At, it doesn't belong with the tempo of the rest of the movie. I, I think there's a couple of things that could have been done better in this. Um, basically, we're gonna give you the gist of the story right now because I don't really feel like talking about this story for the next ten minutes. Yeah. Uh, you got two dudes that are like Undertaker knockoffs, dragging some black guy through a field, which doesn't look fucking, you know, shady to be shady at all. Because you got two white guys dragging a white guy through a field, that that doesn't look great. You, you, you mean two white guys dragging a black guy? Oh yeah, two white guys dragging a black guy through a field. Did yeah. I say that reverse? You said two white guys dragging a white guy. Oh yeah, two white guys dragging a black guy. Yeah, because there's nothing wrong with that in and of itself. Right. Um. There's no explanation for anything. They just have him tied the hell up. He was in the back of a car. And now they bury him. Well, they get ready to bury him. And he's like, I have so much to do. And they smack him in the fucking head. And they give him an Omega sign. Yeah. It's, again, never properly explained. But you understand that it turns him into a being. Either way... Long story short with this one, I'm not going to give away all the details, but they bury him, he turns into a smoke monster. Uh, This girl's sitting in a car, and she gets taken over by the smoke monster, and she's talking to her friend about a season finale of a show, 
and they're arguing about it, and then you know, the girl... It, it, I find it ironic, because this is the one that <laughs> is complaining about spoiler alerts. I don't care about this one. I, I really think this just needs to be taken out of the damn film. But I'm not going to disagree with you. Then, then Omega starts fighting with a hot Latina girl, and she's actually fighting her own body, and she eventually wins, and gets back into the car, presumably to go to the hospital for all of her damages from fighting herself. And then she ends up being followed by the two Omega guys, Undertaker knockoffs again, and that's mm. the end of the story. So, anyway, yeah, you guys can continue watching this, but we're probably going to talk about something else for the next few minutes. Yeah. Because it, She's very hot, though. It, it was slow and a drug, and, and as Rob said, there, there's no explanation for anything. I mean, it, if there was a little bit more explanation, of course, I mean, I know they only had like 10 or so minutes to do things, maybe 15, but eh, this one just didn't get me. I, I, Like I said, out of all the movies that are in here, out of the, all the little short films, this is the one that I just don't like. Right. I mean, I literally don't like it. And it's just personal taste. There might be somebody else out there that loves this one. Mm -hmm. but And more power to you if you do. Yeah. But... This one kind of fell flat for both of us. So, while we're sitting here, considering we already talked about this, what are some of your favorite horror shorts? Can you think of any, like, Tales from the Dark Side, or I, I, or have you not watched enough horror I haven't watched movies? enough anthologies to, to pick out one and say, this is my favorite. Okay. But... Growing up, there was always Tales of the Crypt. Mm -hmm. So I got most of my horror anthologies from either Tales of the Crypt or, um, what was it, Nick at Night did uh, Are You Afraid, Are you of, afraid the of the Dark? Wait a minute. And Goosebumps. Wait a minute. With wait that, minute. that TV show. So your parents let you watch Tales from the Crypt? No, I had to watch that at a friend's house. Okay, because I was about to say, man, that seems very awkward for your parents to do. No, my She's parents... She's now being taken over by the smoke by the monster. Most, yeah. The smoke monster for fucking uh, Lost. Anyway. Yeah, I, I had to watch that over at a friend's house because I knew my parents were... My, my parents are very religious. Yes. And um, any, anything that begins to relate to demonology and horror, they, it, it just it shuts them down and they don't like it. So they won't let me watch it. I was waving at the people on Facebook because I am demonology and horror. I know. Which, ironically... I love it. They get along with me, which is fantastic. I know, because you haven't shown them your dark side. Yeah. <laughs> I like to keep it that way. Yeah. Until one day when someone pushes the button. Which people normally do. But your parents are pretty cool, so. Yeah, my parents are chill in, in normal situations. And they don't force religion down people's throats. Right. They, they respect people's right to be have different points of view. Right. They don't have to like it, but they respect it. Right. <laughs> so now the, the the corpse is in the house and we don't see Hot Girl yet for a while. Um, but he's about to watch the TV show. Right. So what's your favorite uh, Goosebumps? I don't know if this was Goosebumps or if this was Are You Afraid of the Dark? But it's his kid that goes to a toy store and the toy is possessed. Mm -hmm. and 
might be confusing this with small soldiers. <laughs> I just realized I'm confusing this with small soldiers. All right, so you're thinking hard. You're thinking small soldiers is a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, um, but I got another one though. Hmm. There was a gremlin in a a, a vintage Polaroid style camera. Okay, you, that's you definitely would, goosebumps. You would take a picture of something that was perfectly normal, and there would be those. But the gremlin. picture would be of whatever it was destroyed broken dismantled something for those of you that don't know that are listening to us or watching us live my complete weaknesses in life is latina women <laughs> and <laughs> whew, she's hot anyway and lo and behold you know you take the picture of it it's broken but in reality it's not broken yet and then 10 or 15 minutes later it becomes broken right like i said it's definitely a goosebumps um what about you dwight Goosebumps. Yeah, what's your favorite goosebumps? While you're thinking, think real good. What about you with um, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Because I got a few Are You Afraid of the Darks that stick out in my memory, but I don't remember their names of them. There was one about a dead radio station that only dead people could hear. That's interesting. It was very cool. Um, there was one that took place in a shopping mall where he was the hero of the story and he was trying to save the girl. And then there was another one where there was a ghost riding on horseback. And, like, this ghost haunted the area. And they had to figure out who killed her and all that shit. Like I said. Was it a ghost riding on a horseback like the Jersey Devil? Mm-mm. It was a woman. Because, like, in the episode, they looked out of the house and she was standing there in, like, a red dress. Mm. With her back turned towards the house. And then she just disappeared. Hmm. So, like I said, I... I remember parts of those episodes, but I don't remember full episodes. And I do one day want to go back and watch them. I believe they're on one of the services. Yeah, I think Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh, which one's starting to play on the Nick shows now? Verve? VRV? I think it's on Verve. We don't have that, do we? It's, it's either on Verve or it's on Hulu. One or the other. It's not on Hulu. I believe all the Nick shows are on Verve. Are they? Yeah. Except for Spongebob. Yeah, we'll have to get a verve. Yeah, because I want to watch Are You Afraid of the Dark. All episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark one. I will do that with you. I will <laughs> marathon that shit with you. Yeah, because I really want to see them. What about you, Dwight? Stay out of the basement. Stay out of the basement, your favorite goose mom? Um, I think it was Night of the Mutant. Hmm. Night of the Mutant is my favorite, and then the um, Barking Ghost. Yeah, it was basically Cujo, but dead. Interesting. Yeah, I remember reading Barking Ghost in like 45 minutes when I was like 13 at my grandmom's house. It's pretty cool. What about your favorite Are You Afraid of the Dark, Dwight? Now, there was another show called Salute Your Shorts. Yes! Oh my god, that show was hilarious! I loved Salute Your Shorts, but they did one like Halloween episode. This one's getting ready to be over, so I gotta make it quick. She's now getting in the car, like I said earlier... To presumably go to the hospital. But there was one episode of um, Sleep Shorts. Shorts that was a Halloween-themed episode, but they had a dance going on at the same time, and it was Zeke the Plumber. And it was like this fucking dude in like a mask with a bandaged nose, and he had a plumber, uh, a plum... Plunger. Plunger. And he had like a weird hat, and he had overalls on and like dirty boots. It was really fucking crazy to me when I was like seven, eight years old. But yeah, like if I go back and watch it now, it's probably... <laughs> this is bullshit. 
I watch people get their fucking guts out for a living now. So. Yeah. <laughs> and there's the under the faker takers. Faker takers, I like it. Thanks, man. And now Han's trying to erase it from his memory, just like we were. Because, like, what the hell did he just watch? Right. He brings the tape out of the room. Because he was in black light, so it's affecting his eyes now, which is accurate. And understandable. We have almost the same arc on opposite feet. Yeah, mine's from the rear bar, though. <laughs> mine's from outside. Mm. So, literally almost the same thing. And now Han's like, oh no, uh, I didn't see you. And Chad's like, he thinks Chad says MacGuffin, but he says McMuffin. Mm. And um, now Han's questioning Chad about the room and all that. Now well, we're Chad, talking about the tape for a minute. Right, they're questioning about the room and the tape and watch me because his friend made it. And then Han's like, uh, I didn't see what was in the room. And Chad's like, you saw, you know, you know what's in that room. Oh, yeah, you know. You know too much. Cat's out of the bag now. And he pushes the door all the way open. Man, it was supposed to be a surprise party. We see balloons and streamers and a sign saying, Welcome Haunt. And poor Chad's like, Oh, it's ruined. But hey, do you like cake? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you like cake? And then now Chad's describing his least favorite horror trope is when there's a guy that's just sitting there that's a dummy and is not paying attention to his surroundings and bam, he gets hit with something. Oh, look. Han hit him with something. Yeah, the classic horror trope that he hates just yep. happened to him. Now, Not mind me. you. Chad now wakes up in a room and... I gotta count the people. It's like six because, or seven. Hold on. Because I think this is a Twilight Zone reference. Just give me a minute here. One, two, three, four, five, six. six. And with him, it's seven. So, never mind. There's what? Han, and he's an evil dick lord who is lord. a scientist jacket. I want to give him a Napoleon complex at this point. Nah. You don't think so? Nah. He was a scientist, it looks like. He's a doctor, right? Wink, wink. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, actually, I thought that this was a... Yeah, I was going to ask you about the Twilight Zone reference. Because there's... My favorite episode of Twilight Zone is Five Characters in Search of an Exit. Okay. And it's a really well-done Twilight Zone episode. Where, oh, okay, the security guards are talking about Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a really well-done episode of Twilight Zone where it's a bum, a uh, dancer, an army guy, a uh, clown, and something else I don't remember. But they're in this metal cylinder, and it's probably Videl playing with their mouse. They're yeah. in this metal cylinder that they're looking up at, and they can see an exit, but they, they just can't get, can't to, get to it. Um... Now they're leading the woman into a room and asking about tonic water, seltzer, Topo Chico, and there's treadmills and all that. And she's like, what the hell is going on? And the woman's like, just step here. You ready to run? You limber? <laughs> they all stretched out. And... But so 
as the episode progresses, they decide that they're going to climb on top of each other to do this and do that. Finally, they get it right, and the dancer, the ballerina, uh, I believe it's her that goes on top. And when she gets up there, or if it's the army guy, I don't remember which one, but... Oh, now they're talking about how they ended up in the room. You got a stoner, you got a jock, you got a token black eye, you got a slut, and you got a virgin, and you got the horror movie buff. Yep. All sitting in the in the room. So, as the episode Again, classic movie trope. Right. As the movie begin, or not as the movie, as the show begins to end, they eventually make it to the top by stacking on top of each other. And when whoever it was sees what's at the exit, they kind of like, oh no, and they fall back. Every single one of them falls back. To and they're down like the, down the hole of the cylinder? Yeah, back down to the bottom of the cylinder. And everybody's like, what did you see? What did you see? And basically it pans up and you see that they're in a fucking Salvation Army toy bin. And it's actually toys that are trying to find their way out of the Salvation Army bin. And then you see the bell ringer and the episode ends. So it's pretty fucking dope. These <laughs> people have suddenly turned into toys and don't realize they're toys. Right. Toy Story. Before it was Toy Story. I like that. That's a good one. It is. It's really good. Mmm. And now they bring out the hash slinging slasher. For the, <laughs> the hash slinging slash slinging smash slinging slasher. And as soon as I saw dude's eyes, the killer, yeah. I was like, I know who this is. But I just can't fucking remember. Like, I knew those eyes as soon as I saw it. And the and way his the head same was thing. shaped. The way his head was shaped totally made me be like... Oh, and also, Stoner just said there in a Don Hughes teen movie. Oh, boy. So, you know, that's a Total Breakfast Club reference. The Devil's Lake Impaler is his real name, in, but we're calling him the Hash Slinging Slasher. Because and, it fits. And I love who this is. But we're not going to find out for like another 10 minutes. Right. But the good thing is, this is actually the last story of the movie. So what they're doing right now is they're testing the blonde who they took out of the room a little bit ago when they asked if she was limber. They're testing her running capabilities. Because they have a pair of treadmills set up. She's on one in front of the other that they put the hash sling slasher on. And they have a computer screen that's showing, you know, oh, she's running at 8 kilometers an hour and he's running at six you know she should be able to get away but she keeps falling right and they have this kind of like imaginary line at the edge of the screen yeah the escape threshold and every time she gets close to the escape threshold she falls pick it up pick it up pick it up pick it up gonna get you because she's doing almost 20k and he's still doing six and he's still and he's gonna be able to catch her Yep, because, because she falls and he catches right up to her. So, it, it, in a way, explaining the classic movie trope of why the killer never runs. Right. Now, what fucks me up here is we don't see what happened. We Yeah, we don't. And how he got out. Yeah, but now he's out and there's cameras that are starting to go out. Because he's beating the crap out of them, or... As the views swap around on the, uh... All the doctors and the... And, and... Alright, here's the part that gets me. Okay? All these dudes with guns and fucking paramilitary gear on are calling for help 
from the two security guards that don't have anything on them except for a little gun. Right. What the fuck are these security guards going to do if you paramilitary dickholes can't do shit? That's the only part that kind of like pissed me off here. Right. My little panda bear. <laughs> but Han has uh, stumbled back into the room and told all the other contestants to, to run. run. Well, I wouldn't say contestants. I would say science experiments. Eh, six and one half a dozen the other. Well, if you're a contestant, you win something. The right to live. Nah, it doesn't make him a contestant. This isn't destiny. We're not on the fucking Leviathan. And now they said don't follow the token black guy because he got an axe in his back. Because in horror movies, unfortunately, black people were the first to die. A really cool effect here, the, the fog across the ground with the purple lights in right. the back. And the Hashling Slasher coming after him. I love all the fucking... Blood and gore all over the walls. Yeah. Now you get to see... <laughs> how they're describing Game of Thrones. And that part, even the director said, was <laughs> a great part for him to do. He said the treadmill scene was amazing for him to do because he got to act out his, like, obsession with horror movies. And he wanted to do justice to the younger version of himself who thought that type of shit was cool when he saw it when he was little. Right, because, we'll explain, this poor little Asian doctor lady literally <laughs> had a, a treadmill thrown, thrown at her. down the hallway Impale at her, her so hard, not only did it sever her in half, the treadmill is impaled into the, the wall, wall and now, staying there. Right, and then her half of her body fell. But basically, we come to find out right here that this little area that they're in is a horror movie trope laboratory. With statistics. Right. So, now they say within 14 meters of a horror... Uh, uh, within 14 meters of a killer... An American-made vehicle won't start 17 out of 18 times. Right. Uh, running up the step speed versus walking up the step speed. So now we know when they were testing her that they were testing her because that was the current one of the escape threshold, and she couldn't make it. Now, obviously, over here in the left-hand corner, we just got to see the next seven plot points of the film before they happen, yeah. which is great. Increased projectile accuracy, friendly fire, the window theory. The next one said, well, I think Fool's Last Stand. Right. And then they talk about now the hashling slasher saying that, you know, he was actually a good guy. He gave his kidney so this little kid with cancer could live. And uh, the hero complex, Fool's Last Stand, Stoner's Wishbone, and One Last Jump Scare. Right. Um, and the reason why he's... The way he is is because these fraternity kids ended up killing the kid with cancer because they had some sort of hazing ritual and they ended up killing him. By so, accident. by accident. And he went into their frat house and peeled off all their faces and sewed a face on, you know, together from their faces. And they were is that talking. Another face reference? Yeah. They were talking about how did they get the flashlights and he's wearing fucking goggles now and, you know. It's a horror trope. An object clicked. Did you hear that? Hey, so what's your favorite, um... Are you afraid of the dark over there? Tales of the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Is that the one that I named? The mall one? No? Okay. I do know which one you're talking about, I think, though. Man, I don't believe this movie only has, like, five minutes left. 
Yeah, it feels like there should be a lot more to this. Because here, now we've got the stoner with this mysterious revolver. That he just found out of, that he just pulled out of nowhere, literally. Yeah, 357 Magnum kind of thing. Oh, man, I just realized one of them was a Herbert West Laboratory. Reanimator reference. Oh, nice. And that screen looked like a Pac-Man Hmm? The screen looked like a Pac-Man Mm-hmm. And then now the stoner just shot somebody. But we don't know who. <laughs> he gave a high five with a loaded gun. And Chad's like, let me take that. And it's runner girl is now dead. Dicks is her last word. So stoner's folly. Yep. She taught kindergarten. Take that tracker thing off her arm. It's off. Yeah, because she's dead. So let's take a look at these laboratories if we can real quick. We already know Herbert West, Outpost 31, Cenobite Cafe, Server Room, room 237. 237. Oh, and we're not going to be able to see the rest of them. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I enjoy that. A lot of, a lot of little call-outs. Pink Floyd up there. Yeah. Shine on you, Crazy Diamond. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Nice. And now the promiscuous one in the jocker thinking they're fucking just like uh, Chad said, but actually she's got a cut. A huge gash across gash. the top of her leg. It's a gash that looks like a gash. It's definitely a gash that looks like a gash. And of course now the uh, jock is shirtless because... He just used his half a shirt to tie up her leg. Right. She smashed the heels off her heels, so now she has flats that are probably incredibly awkward to walk in. Chad just finds his random hand sanitizer thing on the wall. <laughs> it looks like he's trying to practice social distancing, too. I don't think an umbrella is going to help you, buddy. There's the hashling and slasher. And everybody hiding behind the stuff. Oh, it's not! It's Joe Bob Briggs! Everybody come with me! Is that Norm McDonald? No, it's Joe Bob Briggs. It's Joe Bob Briggs. Remember I told you I saw Norm McDonald first? And Joe Bob has had a following for years. Um, I remember seeing him when he was... This part's funny. Days without... An accident. She right? peels one off and it goes from, what, 241 to, to zero. zero. Um... No, he's actually, he used to host a horror movie thing on TNT and Turner Classic Movies, like back in the 80s, 90s era, and it was like monster horror movies and stuff like that, and he would kind of do his own interjections in between breaks. And Which is kind of what's happening right here. They're having a fourth wall moment where he's like, I know, I know it's a horror movie, movie. You, you know, know it's, it's a horror, horror movie, movie but they, they don't, don't know. know it's a horror movie. And we gotta get him out. So now the jock was carrying uh, Zoe from out of nowhere, and now they're trying to elevate her, and it doesn't work. Oh no, it does! But you gotta have a card. <laughs> and Joe Bob Briggs apparently has the appropriate key card. Mm -hmm. They did have sex, dude. Seriously, sorry to disappoint you, but I'm a virgin. So we find out that the one that was promiscuous is actually a virgin. 
and the one that they thought was a virgin is actually very promiscuous. <laughs> so, all the characters are still accounted for, but they just had them mixed up, swapped. Yeah. You have to be a virgin to be final girl, so you have to be a virgin. And he's, she gets impaled. Because it is the devil something impaler. The devil's like impaler. Yeah. And then he goes, the chat goes, and soft music playing, he's Zach. Huh. Impaler. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and the jock just runs and falls for whatever reason. And yeah. what, what was this one? Hero's Folly? Yeah, Hero's Folly. Yeah. Some shit. All these people impaled, which is great. Yep. You got the hashling slasher quietly touching her face, and the jock just rolls up. And throws a shoe at him. Hits him, hits him in the back with a shoe. At least he's got a decent aim. Mm. Oh, yeah. That ain't gonna last long. Nope. He gets completely booted out of the room. And the hashling slasher and jock boy are gonna fight now, and he does all these crazy cool backflips and goes to punch and... Gets his fingers broken and arm broken off in the process, which was fantastic. Yes. And there's a big-ass bone there, and clunk! He's impaled right through the side of his skull, ear to ear. With his own arm. And, of course, whatever you do, don't touch anything in the system. Joe Bob is warning. Like, don't push every button on the elevator. Self-destruct initiated. Dumbass Chad touched everything, and now we focus on the phone. For comedic purposes as it slowly goes down the wall. Which you don't see an area for the phone to hook onto. No, you just see this random spot where the phone cord comes out of the wall. <laughs> it looks like they actually just had the other part of the phone on the other side of the fake elevator. Yeah. <laughs> and there's the Western music. Joe Bob is going to be a legend and save everything. And he's got to be his dad and... Yeah, you know, because he thinks, because again, the whole point of his arc was he's he, trying to find his dad. He's trying to find his dad, and he believes that Joe Bob's his dad now. Um, and Joe Bob's dead. Well, yeah, the 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 hash sling and slasher threw him through a fucking wall. Yep. Sad music is playing now, and Chad's caressing Joe Bob, and <laughs> Joe Bob's like, "Can you just leave?" Let me die in peace. All right. You know, just puts his hands up on his chest like, you know, you would in a casket. If this movie's something else, man. This movie is... And Brad? Yes, Papa? Come closer. 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 No, closer. <laughs> no, even closer. Moron. You're a moron. <laughs> Okay, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going a little different on that, but... Yeah. Do I hear Mario? I... I think I... that's Bobby. Yeah, that's that's Bobby. Bobby's being Mario. With blue hair. Yeah. So, now the hash... That, I still love that purple effect. Yeah. In the hallway, it's dope. No, you gotta go. He's telling Final Girl to leave, and he makes his stand. And for some reason, Joe Bob's hat slides into frame. From out of nowhere. Nowhere. 
don't understand why. And he puts it on, and it's a perfect fit. He and it, he's got that slight cowboy vibe going on with the the jeans, the white shirt, and, and the bullet tie. You mess with the bull man, or you get the horns. Breakfast Club reference. Yep. Fuck yeah, yeah Chad. <laughs> thumbs up and thumb down because his arm was cut off. <laughs> and he's going to give him the middle finger, but before he does, he gets impaled by the impaler's face. <laughs> I love the stoner. He's, he's just smiling as he's like, "Shit, <laughs> that's a cool effect." That is, that is where I got the eyes. I was like, "No, I know him from right. somewhere." Those eyes are just too familiar. Yes, we know those eyes. I knew him as soon as I saw him. Like, as soon as I saw him, I was like, I know those eyes, but I don't know who this is. Right, and it was up until this point, I was like, I recognize the eyes, I recognize the eyes. And then when I saw that scene of him looking through the impaled hole in the dude's head, I was like, I know those eyes, but where? Right. So I couldn't figure it out until right. um comes up in a minute. Looks like she's got a big old tampon just <laughs> hanging up between her legs. it's the t-shirt. <laughs> Um, <laughs> just flapping in the fucking wind, this huge tampon. Or not, maxi pad, I mean, yeah. So now they go back to Radchad's video store, and of course... Doors are locked. Radchad will never be there again. And there's a... There's that convenient that electrical convenient cord. electrical cord just laying there. Um, now they're talking about a horror movie and Last Girl, and the only one that he ever remembered was Friday the 13th with Corey Feldman. And, like, the Lost Boys, dude? No, that's game. I think you're talking about License to Drive. <laughs> but they're like, alright, whatever. He's gonna be here in a minute, we need a plan. And, whoa. Does this make me Final Boy? No. Focus, he'll be here any minute, we need a plan. And then that's when he comes up with the idea and he says, Corey Feldman. I... And he runs away. I think I have a plan. Now, in this time where he's making his plan happen, poor Sam is uh, walking back up to the video store, whistling. Yeah, looks like he borrowed Mom's car to to come back to Rad Chad's. We pan up, and there's, there's the hashling slasher. Actually, it looks like he got out of the passenger side of his mom's car. Um. He dropped off a DVD tape. You're right. And he he, he hit the Hashling Slasher. He's like, I rewound! And then we see intestines on the ground because the Hashling Slasher slashed. Yes. With an axe. And then his last words was, Owie! It's me, Jimmy! <laughs> I beat the cancer! Don't you remember me? <laughs> the stutter is horrible haircut. Those rat guys were so mean! I got away, and I beat the cancer. And now we find out who it is. And it's Dustin fucking Runnels. In other words, Goldust. The son of the American dream, baby. Dustin Rhodes. And the brother of Cody Rhodes. Co-vice president of All Elite Wrestling. He pushed him so hard he flew off the swing. But that shit made me literally jump up and say, You gotta be fucking kidding me! When I saw this the first time. They got gold dust in here. 
And now, unfortunately, there's he gets electrocuted by the random wire that we saw. The uh, sad thing is, he actually was a killer with a justifiable means to kill. Yeah. Because yeah. they murdered a kid with cancer. Inadvertently murdered him. Whatever. Well, he's the they, only killer that we've seen where it's you can actually get behind the reason why. Yeah. Slasher, we should say. Was that the stoner, though? Yeah, the stoner. Yeah, the stoner cut the stoner and The stoner and final girl. Really wish we would have thought of it before because you open up the thing and there's the keys. It's an American-made vehicle, so the car won't start. Because... 14 meters. And I, I love, I love what happens here. I, I love the inspirational thing that she says. Mm. I've got to move him. I don't want to. Fuck. Come on, man. Hey, don't be final, boy. Go be final, man. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it, it, it's cliche, but it fit, and it worked, because it motivated him. How big's a meter? You know, and, and he holds up his two fingers, and she separates his two hands, and he's like, yeah, half that, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, great, I really am dealing with an idiot. So he sneaks back over to the dead body, which is about to... Um, He's going to try desperately to pick up the leg and drag it. There's literally like three minutes left in this I movie. know. <laughs> He's dragging the body. He drug it. He's like, alright, try it. Yeah. Probably like two feet, honestly. Yeah. If that. Now that she turns the car on and he runs over, but there's no body there's no stoner and she turns on the lights and there is the hashlinging slasher holding the stoner upside down and his final words were oh god i gotta split i <laughs> i fucking died the first time i heard that dude and she just ran over the hashlinging slasher um i right just drive, drive. and now it's daytime because hope. Yes. Horror movies end in daylight. Because, because they, they give you hope. Right. And it's a beautiful shot of sunrise. Yeah, it really is. Or a sunset. We can't really tell. Yeah. It's just the sun near the horizon. Right. Oh, there he is, and he paled her. Nope, just a dream. It's just a dream. And she's like, oh, thank God. And up, oh, ah, he's waving at her in the passenger seat. Oh, just a dream. She's like, oh, oh, shit. And she moves. Oh, he was in the back seat for reals. He tries to grab her. And she runs. And he's got this big-ass fucking pole, and he can't get it out of the back of the seat. And then all of the sudden, there's Mike! I made it! I made it to the end! <laughs> Wait, we have to go. You're hurt. hurt. Let me help you. <laughs> Child lock equips so that Don't worry, he can't not, open the back door. It's my job. No. He flicks, flicks a lit cigarette, cigarette into the gasoline. No. <laughs> and boom. 
and Patch slinging slasher goes up. Final girl's running away from the fire with the most serious look on her face, and Mike is just running away with the dumbest, dopey smile that you've ever fucking seen. Literally an ear-to-ear grin. Because he mattered in the end. Yup. And this is legitimately the end of the movie. So, alright. Everybody ask, dies in the end. Yep. <laughs> gotta ask, of course, as we do at the end of every episode, what is your guy's favorite? Now, this is your second time seeing it through, mm-hmm. so I know the first time you guys both said um, Mr. was your favorite. Both of you said that. Yeah. Does it continue to be your favorite on the second go, or did it change, or... Um, for me, it changed. Really? Yes. Okay. My favorite now is the end when we come back to Chad and you have the hashlinging slasher. That is not that, my favorite. That whole that ending segment. Okay, but that's still the overarching story, though. Right. So you could realistically say, from cold open, then all the little middle pieces, and then the I end. didn't care for cold open. Cold open, yeah, it was funny. It had its its quirks and it set the tone for the whole movie being, um, like the, this. Horror, a uh, comedy rip on horror. Red Chad's Horror Emporium is the actual overarching right. But thing, if we're gonna break it down into the individual arcs, it's that ending arc of everyone trying to get out of Han's um, laboratory. Yes, right. And what about you? I'll still stick with Mister. You still sticking with Mister? Um. Now. Okay, so the Emporium of Horror. One Time in the Woods. Now, One Time in the Woods is my favorite. Because there were so many fucking amazing practical effects. Yeah. And there were so many twists from it's like, oh, there's a guy that's a mutant. Wait a minute, there's a real killer. Wait a minute, there's just some guy on a bike that gets his fucking dick chopped off. Wait a minute, the real killer now gets his face impaled in this guy's dick. And a mutant turns another one into a mutant because he bites her. And there's a dude that shit himself and all like that one to me is my favorite. Uh, there's Mister. I did enjoy um, one time in the, in the woods as well. Again, for practical effects, I think my favorite one single specific practical effect was the skin peeling off the arm and the yeah, first change. that was good. That was good. Um, what was your second favorites, Mister? Mister for you. What about you? The, the girl one. The all-girl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're still set on your two. Okay, now what about if you could give a number three? Girls Night Out of Body is your second one. So let's say top three. What are your top three? You already gave the ending part is yours for your number one. What's number two? You said mister. And what would be number three? Mm-hmm. For both of you, what's number three? Cold Open is number three. Cold Open is number three? <laughs> for me, I think number three would be The Woods. The Woods one? So my favorite's The Woods. Um, I think Cold Open would be number two for me. And um, probably probably that one would be number three. The night he came back again, the final chapter part seven, yeah, whatever it was. They, they... The one where they just keep going and going and going and going because... The killer won't die. I fucking love that somebody finally tackled that. Where there's every fucking movie, they just keep finding a way to bring the killer back. Every fucking movie. And they still found a way to bring him back at the end of this one. Yeah. So, that was great. That's... This I, is, is the this, one that we all hate. So much to do. Is this everybody's least favorite so much to do? 
even yep. though yep. Ben Francesca Trump is Tony Trucks. I'm gonna have to follow her on Instagram. <laughs> what? She's hot. You're not wrong. <laughs> um, I want to see what the ending is called because clearly it's a different name than Horror Hypothesis. Yeah, yeah. okay, so Horror Hypothesis. But it's still the same director. Right. Aaron Koontz did Cold Open, Horror Hypothesis, and the Well, movie. that's why you say it's the overarching story. Right. But the segment called Horror Hypothesis. Right. Yeah, that, that one's that one's amazing. I said Tony Truck, right? Or Trucks. Something like that, yeah. Yep. Giving her that swift follow. Alright, so um I guess for all of us here tonight, uh, thank you for watching along with us and thank you for you know being here and showing support for the last few weeks um thanks for tuning in and enjoying this horror riff with us right uh again as with the end of every show thank you to puppet master for providing the opening theme for us and thank you to my homie saula um on youtube he is zangief 360 pile driver you can check out his beats and stuff. He provided the ending theme. And that's for Spotify, you know, yeah, uh, Apple Podcasts podcast and all that. For the podcast version, yeah. So we will not be here next week with an episode. We're taking 4th of July break. So, again, uh, we'll announce the next movie uh, that Wednesday after 4th of July. And we'll be back at our regular time Saturday at 11. And that's it. We still need to come up with a really cool ending. We do. We ought to come up with a nice outro. Yeah, but too bad we kind of suck and we don't have one. So, until next time.